Expert Guys, welcome back. Hope you all had a really nice Christmas. Um, just to let you guys know as well, because we're coming into January, we have coaching spots available. Um, so just go to triagemethod.com slash nutrition hyphen coaching, and you can check out all our testimonials, how the process works. You can go and go through a form, fill out, and then you can hop on a free consultation with Brian and he can go through the process with you. So again, if you've any interest in changing your health habits, losing some fat, building some muscle, improving symptoms of PCOS, IBS, improving your relationship with food, or if you have a performance-based goal for, for the new year, then we can help you there. We would love to have you aboard. But with that being said, Brian, how are you? What's up, Dino? Uh, I'm good, thanks now. Uh, we're, this is the 30th of December recording this, so um, yeah, I'm still in South Africa. Uh, I am still stuck, stuck here, quote unquote, uh, until the middle Terrible of January. Place. That's when they tell me I can fly again. Um, apparently, so many of the airline staff had uh, COVID that the flight, which is supposed to be uh, in about a week, that got cancelled. So I'm getting an extra week here um, in the sun. So not so bad. I had COVID. Um, from like the 13th uh, of December to the 23rd. So I got out of quarantine just in time for Christmas, thankfully, and get my Christmas shopping done on the 23rd um, and 24th. And yeah, so it's all sorted, thankfully. Um, so yeah, that's that's my buzz. Um, and crack with you. Not much. I had a little bit of a stomach issue over Christmas, so I did not go out. I didn't even really get to enjoy the typical feasting that most people do Christmas. Um, I had my Christmas dinner. All right. But uh, that was kind of a bit the height of it. So mm. super quiet. I know so many people that have COVID at the moment. Um, so yeah, it's just, I think oh, we're going to have to uh, park the bus on, on this Christmas and, and uh, just go into 2022 and just be like, right, we'll just hit the reset button on this and, and go back at it again. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, we're going to talk about goals today, I think, is the uh, mm. is the topic of conversation, because I suppose into January, people are going to be wanting to um, change their habits. They have goals, body composition goals, they have performance goals, all that type of jazz. And I think, you know, with New Year's resolutions, they're, they're often set and they're often wished for, but mm. I think there's not enough specificity with them or maybe they're not clear enough or maybe they're a little bit too they're a bit too grand and a lot of this mm. kind of links into why people don't end up actually sticking to them and, and getting the results and achieving the goals they want to achieve so we're going to have a lovely little chat about how to do proper goal setting and have a change today um but i suppose actually for um before you kind of get into the actual what we would do with clients and coaching. Have you got any major things that you want to achieve in 2022, like in terms of life, training, work, any of that jazz? Mm. Yeah, good question. I haven't, I haven't sat down and done like basically the process that we're going to talk about today. I've gone and done that with my um, goals for 2022. I still have some goals that I'm working on on the like, you know, health and fitness side of things with Patty that we have been working on, you know, for the last half a year now. Um, so some of the, some of those had longer, uh, you know, timelines on them. Um, so they're still being worked on. So um, there's some strength goals in there for, uh, you know, bench pressing and deadlifting. Uh, there are some uh, kind of injuries slash pain management goals in there, which are kind of an ongoing process um lower body mass development which is definitely an ongoing process because you know it takes time and then if i'm having knee pain i'm trying to work around uh, a lot then it you know it makes things more challenging so those are all ongoing um and I'm still working away on those um but i suppose in terms of other ones um you know we'll be looking at getting that blue belt in uh in jiu-jitsu definitely in in 2022 like yeah 
I think you you've know, got the, it in 2022. You're bound to have got it there. I've got it in 2022. It was it was originally supposed to be March, you know, so Q1 22. But um, the fact that I haven't been able to do any, you know, while I've been down here in South Africa, which will amount to about two months by the time I get home, if everything goes to plan now, uh, you know, that is definitely not conducive to getting <laughs> getting blue belt. Um I have been able to clear up like the adductor injury I had um, mm. like for most of most of this year. I haven't been able to clear that up, um, which which is you know something that will help. But yeah, getting that blue belt, um, you know, let's say the first half of the year, um, definitely some kind of business goals to to attend to, you know, um, with uh, with triage and things that we're working on there. So um yeah those are some of the main ones um yeah i think i think that's uh i don't i don't want to i don't want to go on for too long about my own goal setting but um just i understand that the the process we're going to talk about now is what i'm going to apply also to my own goal setting mm-hmm. um anything you want to add again i don't think i don't think people want to listen to us for too long about our goals or maybe we'll yeah. do another episode on that but uh i want to keep this one pragmatic yeah, now we'll, we'll we'll jump straight into kind of the um, the actual process of proper goal setting, and you know if you have New Year's resolutions or singular New Year's resolution, like this is something that you'll get a lot of value out, out of because, um, as I was saying at the start there, like I feel like people don't have a good process of setting these goals and actually doing the things that need to be done to move the needle towards the goals. They just sort of say, right, I'm going to, I want to lose weight or I want to get into shape, mm. you know, and that's great. Like that's, yeah, absolutely have that goal, but it's like, right. You need to break that down a little bit further. Um, and you need to sort of derive a little bit more meaning from that. Um, and that's kind of some of the things we're going to, we're going to talk about today. Um, but yeah, have you anywhere you want to start with this then? Yeah, so what I thought we might start with is the actual, so for everyone to listen to this, who is not a client of ours in Triage Method, um, we have a, a section on goal setting um, in our client documents, right? Um, so our clients have to fill this out, okay? So I'm going to give people a rundown of what this actually looks like, right? And that'll give you an idea of the structure for the conversation that we're going to have. So we'll just, uh, I'll just basically list these off and then we'll essentially go into these in, in more detail and we'll talk about where people go wrong um, and, and what they can do to overcome sticking points, you know? So the whole shebang of, of what's important here. Um, so yeah, the, the list that we have for goal setting um, in our, in our uh, client documents. So I look at, you know, actually while I'm here, if anybody wants this, you know, after I've described, everyone wants access to this and get in touch with us and I will happily send you the, the goal setting uh, sheet that you can work on then yourself if you'd like it. So that is an extension there if anyone wants to avail of that. Um, I'm going to run through it now. I have it open here in front of me. So we have a, you know, the overall goal and this is the desired outcome. Okay. And we have the specifics. So what exactly are we working towards with this goal? We have a we have process goals. What processes are involved? What habits and behavior do you have to do to achieve this goal? Why do you want to achieve this goal? What are the potential barriers to you achieving this goal? And what is the timeline for you achieving this goal? Right. So that is what it looks like. Um, like I said, if anyone wants access to that, and wants to, I mean, you can obviously just take it from from the listening to this. But if anyone wants it, so they can actually work on it. Uh, let us know and I'll, I'll be happy to send that to you or Dean will be happy to send that to you. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's what the, the, the structure should look like. So shall we begin by, I suppose, let's, let's talk about some of the mistakes people make with, with goal setting. I think you, you touched on some already, you know, you said that, um, well, yeah, you touched on a few. So um, you want to go, for, you want to pick one and then if I have anything to add, I'll add one and then we can go back and forth and, uh, work our way through in terms of where do people go wrong and then what does actual effective goal setting look like yeah yeah cool so i think i'll start with and this has been something that i have been doing for years and years and years like why 
do you want to achieve this? Right. That's, I think before we talk about like, right, what's the goal? How are you going to achieve the goal? Break it down. Da, da, da. I like to start with why. So why do you actually want to achieve this? What's the, what's the meaning behind this? Because right. I want to lose weight. Okay. Why do you want to lose weight? And it's like, right. Okay. I look better. It's like, why do you want to look better? It's like, because uh, people will respect me more. And it's like, okay, well, why is that important to you? So you need to keep digging and digging and digging on the reasons behind, behind why you want to achieve this goal. Because, you know, if you have a kind of a loose sort of attachment to this goal, it's like, ah, um, I should sort of want to lose weight, but it's like, I'm not really that invested in it. What are the chances of you actually going to like, continue to do this past a two-week time frame if it requires you to sacrifice you know in this case like calories or invest some time in the gym or whatever it may be if you don't care enough or if it's not important enough to you or the why isn't clear enough then this is kind of going to be one of the big reasons that you're eventually just going to fizzle out and we're going to talk about motivation and stuff like that later on but this is kind of one of the big reasons that things just sort of fizzle out it's not you're not clear enough on why you want to achieve these things, right? So be super clear on why you want to achieve this big goal that you have in mind. So obviously some of the things that we deal with, a lot of it is fat loss, body composition stuff, building muscle. So as I say, people obviously want to improve their confidence and that's an absolutely, you know, that's a perfectly normal uh, reason behind why you would want to achieve that. Um, but I suppose, you know, you want to make sure that you're that you're very clear on that and also that you're not doing it for you're not doing it out of a, a response to negative emotions too much. Right. Because obviously when people are unhappy with how they look or something, you know, they want to change their body composition, there's obviously going to be a certain amount of pain that's going to drive you. And that's that's good. Right. People sort of they get motivation out of that. But that if that's where it's all coming from. Like if you're, if you're setting a weight loss goal or a body composition goal, and most of it is coming from a place of, I fucking hate myself and I fucking hate how I look. And a lot of your self-worth is attached with that. Then it's not necessarily a good thing. Um, now a certain amount of that is, is, is fine. But again, just taking it back to, to your why your why is very, very important. You know, if it's a sports related goal, you might think to yourself, right. I played a match, um, played a few matches um, there, say before Christmas, and I just wasn't happy with my performance, and I know I can do better, and I want to achieve this because I have an idea in my head of what kind of a, a sports person or a footballer or whatever type of sport you play. I have an idea in, in my head of what I can be and how, how what I can achieve and what I can do for my team and what medals that I might be able to get have all this kind of in the back of your mind. Now, obviously the, the goal is I want to improve my performance. I want to get leaner, stronger, faster. That's all great. But your why behind that is you want to do all this stuff because it's going to be, it, it's going to relate to who you are and your identity and how you feel about yourself and how you feel other people is going to look at you. So this is kind of having that why and having that meaning attached to this goal, I think is a really, really good place to start. Yeah, excellent. And I think I think it's so important, as you said, um, and as you said, the you know when people ask us like you know how do you stay how do I stay motivated you know to keep working towards my goals so like I'd say you know one of the main reasons people don't or you know they give up after the couple of weeks as you said is that they just don't have the strong enough connection to the goal and they don't have a strong enough why so. I think, yeah, I think that's critical to, to get very clear. Um, and most, you know, dips in motivation, I think, arise from essentially if, if you don't have a good enough reason to keep going and keep making the, you know, the, the sacrifice of some sort and keep going when things are more difficult, you don't have a good enough reason to do that, then why would you do it? Really, like if it's, it's, a, if it's a fairly transient or arbitrary or surface level goal, then you'll discard that in favor of, you know, remaining more comfortable. So you have to be really clear on why you want to achieve this, uh, as you've been saying, Dean. Um, and, you know, just to add to that briefly, I think something I see a lot of as well, and, and you kind of touched on this, like making sure your goals are your, are your own, you know, so you're not doing them for somebody else necessarily, but also that you're not just picking goals that other people seem to set 
you know, at this time of year. I think it's especially true this time of year. People just pick goals um, because it's, it's what everyone seems to be doing. Um, and, you know, that's a very clear example of not having a good reason for it. You know, if, if, if the main reason is that, oh, well, you know, everybody's talking about fat loss this time of year, so I'm going to do that too. Um, you're not going to go very far with it because it's not your own. Like if you don't have that emotional connection to it. So, yeah, I think that's a really, really good place to start Dean. And uh, yeah, anybody who wants to look at goal setting needs to dig into why they actually want to achieve the goal. Um, and then that's like I said, one of the biggest mistakes people make overall. And then one of the biggest reasons that people don't keep going and don't actually achieve the goal. Um, well, let's, let's move on to another one then. Okay. So um for people one of the biggest ones for me is that people set the outcome right they have they might have the desired outcome in mind and maybe they've they've gotten to this uh step of saying okay at least i know why i want to do this but then they need to look at the how so people may set the goal but we could say that you know the processes that you engage in that will create the desired outcome. Okay. So if you do the right things, the outcome will almost happen as a side effect. Right. Um, and you know, the way I like to analogize this is that like you imagine you're at the starting line of a race and you can see the finish line, you know, maybe it's a short race or whatever, hundred meters, let's say you can see the finish line and that's the outcome. That's where you want to get to. Um, but nothing happens until you start putting, you know, one foot in front of the other and actually running that race. And that's engaging in the processes and behaviors that are going to get you there. So once you've established what the desired outcome is, uh, you need to then go and look at, okay, well, what, you know, if I'm trying to go from point A to outcome C, you know, what is B? What are the things I have to do in between A and C? to get to that point um and that's what you need to figure out like so you know depending on what the goal is it's going to require certain actions for you to do on a regular basis be that daily or weekly or whatever else so figuring out what those are is super important okay um often it'll be pretty clear but it may not always be clear and you know that's where i suppose the coaching and the guidance comes in because you know we're the professionals that know okay, if you have this goal and, you know, you, you want to make it so that your IBS symptoms don't mean that you avoid leaving the house, then, okay, I have, I have plans for you for that in terms of the things you need to do or not do on a daily, weekly basis, whatever it is, to actually achieve that, that outcome, right? That makes sense? Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. So essentially... If you've got, if you've established what the goal is, you have a good reason behind it. Next thing is to go and figure out, all right, what are the actual processes I need to do to make that a reality? Okay. And you want to break it down nicely so that uh, you have kind of easy, actionable steps to take. Um, and, you know, you, you can apply this to so many things, you know, it's, it's, it goes way beyond just, you know, what we talk about in terms of like, health and fitness, you can apply it to nearly everything that you might want to achieve in your life and in, in every sort of capacity and category. So yeah, that's uh, that's super, super important. That's something people don't pay enough attention to. They, they put a lot of attention maybe on the, the outcome that they want to achieve and then they don't think enough and plan for, okay, so how do I actually go and do this? And look, you may need professional help with this and that's where we can come in depending on what the goals are. Um, or it may be, you know, relatively clear what you need to do. But then also, you know, I suppose one of the mistakes people make is that they're misguided in what they think is required. And that's, you know, where you get people going from training, you know, two times a week to like seven times a week and then, you know, cutting their food intake in half and, uh, you know, all, all that sort of stuff that kind of fads and kind of quick fixes will feed you in, in this industry. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's another mistake people tend to make is, and we can probably talk about that a little bit more, but, you know, having, having a distorted perception of what's required. So, you know, you need to be quite clear that the actions that you're undertaking are the right ones to help you achieve the goal. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Like I think the, a quote that really personifies what you said there, 
uh, John Berardi, I think, is the person that said it, although I could be wrong. He said that, especially with regards to body composition and health-related goals, it's going to take longer than you want, but it's going to be easier than you think, provided that you're not doing these extreme approaches like what Brian said. You know, it's not, especially like when we get people that have maybe a history of fad dieting and we sort of open the door of flexible dieting and not smashing your calories down to the floor and actually doing a reasonable amount of exercise that you enjoy. A lot of these things are like, you know, it's light bulbs go off in their mind because it's like, Jesus, I've never, never experienced this before. And it's actually like, I'm surprised at how easy it is. And like, I, like I have clients and some of them will nearly be like, I almost feel bad because I feel like I'm not working hard enough. Like, you know, I should be in more pain from achieving these results. Like, you know, and it's like, no, no, (laughs) as you can see from your photos and your weights and your measurements, like everything's running smoothly um, and you feel great and everything. And, you know, this does not have to be a fucking miserable process, but I think that's just because it's, it's like conditioned into us. Right. You know, especially if you've, if you've not, if you've experienced over years, like fab diets, dieting is supposed to be a miserable experience and you're supposed to like hit yourself and it's supposed to be like you know uh, a really all around negative experience and then when whenever somebody comes in where it's like oh wait no it doesn't have to be like this it's like this doesn't make sense does not compute you know um so yeah like that's that's a big thing like um and just what you're saying there about breaking it down um so if your outcome goals there which is your, you know, the thing you want to achieve. Then as Brian was saying, but the process goals, the little habits and behaviors that you have to engage in on a, on a daily and weekly basis. Um, and something that I would add to that as well, and this is something that I got from um, Melissa Davis, who is uh, who works for Renaissance Periodization. Um, she, has a, she has a good book as well, Evidence-Based Habit mm. Building. Um, and she adds a third section to this sort of, outcome process goals she adds learning goals as well um and i really like this because sometimes it's not that you're you know you 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 might be super clear on right i want to lose weight and there's a good reason for me to lose weight my why is strong you know i have a you know i understand that i need to engage in daily habits and weekly habits but it's actually a deficit of knowledge then that is stopping you from moving the needle. And sometimes these learning goals can be, can be very, very important to set as well. Like if you feel like you're not a hundred percent certain on how you can actually lose weight consistently or how you can improve your relationship with food or how you can improve your performance on the pitch and in the, in the boxing ring or whatever it may be, try your best to sort of see, right. How can I fill in these gaps in our knowledge? Now Mm. we can obviously help you quite a bit there. Um, through both our free content, through the podcast, through the YouTube videos, through you know the plethora of stuff that we give away for free, or if you want the the fast track, then as you're saying, um, get coaching with us. Like you know, that's kind of a big part of our of our coaching as well. It's not just helping and getting people through the the process of achieving their goals, but it's also about giving them these learning goals and, and giving them the knowledge that they need to, to sort of carry forward um, into the future. So I think setting some sort of learning goals, if you feel like you have a deficit of knowledge in the, in the goal realm that you're trying to achieve, you know, if it's weight loss, performance, whatever it is, sort of say to yourself, right, okay, I actually don't know enough about this. I need to go and find out more before I can actually go back then and set these habits and these behaviors that I need to engage in on a daily and a weekly basis like that yeah i haven't i haven't read that uh ebook but i am aware of it um so I must take a look at it if you think it's it's worth reading um yeah, it's good but yeah that like just to speak to that point like i'll often set up client check-ins so that there's a, a point in there that says you know what did you learn this week about whatever we're looking at or, you know, did the process and, and health and nutrition and fitness overall, like, what did you learn this week? And, you know, the resources are there. Obviously, if someone's working with us, then they're getting a gold mine from us ourselves and the one-to-one. Um, but, you know, there's also the, the nutrition ebook that we sent everybody who signs up, you know, there's the 80, that's 80 pages or so of PDF. Um, you know, so I'll ask people to, you know, maybe have a look through that and tell me something that you've learned from that. Okay. Uh, or you've got the members hub, you know, which is the private section of our website for uh, clients. Um, 
which is full of, of videos, uh, informative videos. And there's like a structure to that, almost like a curriculum in a lot of ways. And it's like, okay, maybe you can use that and try and learn and expand your knowledge. So just to push that learning aspect on and, and keep people accountable to it, you know, I'll, often, I'll often put that in their check-in say, okay, you know, you, this is another thing for you to stay on top of um, to get your desired outcomes here. Um, just to, you know, make it happen. And basically this is that accountability aspect, which we'll also talk about as part of this conversation, because that's important. Um, and like kind of uh, monitoring progress is obviously important. Um, and then, you know, another, just to bring it back then to the kind of behavior side of things, um, like I said, on that goal setting sheet, there's a section on barriers, right? So what are the potential barriers to achieving this goal? You know, what is actually going to get in the way uh, specifically, right? Because sometimes I ask people this and they say, I'm the only thing that will get in the way, right? And, you know, that's true. But it's like, what are you doing or not doing that's getting in the way? And, you know, what? No, and then like in a serious, more serious now, like, you know, what other aspects of your life may interfere with this? It's like, you know, is your, is your support structure not very good? And um, the people around you, they're not going to, are they going to drag you down a little bit? You know, not necessarily intentionally, but just in, terms of, you know, if you're there with your housemates and they say, hey, do you want to get a takeaway? Um, you know, that's a potential, that's another kind of obstacle for you to navigate, let's say, um, depending what your goals are. It's a very just kind of rudimentary example, but I think people will get the idea. So giving some thought to, you know, where can this actually go wrong? And that in a lot of ways will highlight, hey, okay, what actually, what, what should I put a bit of focus on here? Um, you know, to basically remove the friction to me engaging in the, in the behaviors and processes that I need to engage in to achieve the goal, you know? So thinking about, okay, well, where could I feasibly fall down here and where could I feasibly struggle? Like uh, it's, it's really important to give uh, some thought and attention to that. I think, um, you know, basically, you know, planning for things not to run smoothly uh, will in fact help things run a lot more smoothly. Um, so I think I think that's important as well. Definitely, definitely. Plan Bs, Plan Cs, maybe even Plan Ds potentially. Um, we call uh, we would sometimes call this an if then strategy. Um, mm. So if I can't do X, then I will do Y. So you're kind of you have this flexible mindset that right, okay, the habits that I have set for myself. Say for example, if it's um, to eat lunch, um, to eat a eat a, a plant based lunch four times this week, and it's like you get to Thursday, and it's like right, okay, I haven't planned enough for uh, for for this meal, and I'm sort of left without being able to to get my vegetables in. So it's like right, if I can't have a good lunch on Thursday. I will make sure that my dinner has got vegetables and my dinner is plant-based and my dinner is, um, you know, got protein and whatever, maybe whatever that habit is, you're always sort of being proactive. You're, you're, you're never allowing a bit of adversity to, to totally throw you off. You're always kind of thinking, right. Okay. What, what's kind of a plan B here? Um, right. I can't, I can't go to the gym because Tony Hulahan's locked us all down again. Fuck. What do I do? It's like, right. I'm going to go for a run. Even if it's even if it's for twenty minutes, I'm gonna ask my friend. Um, does he want to come up to the garage and have a few weights up there, and maybe we'll do a bit of boxing or something like that? You know, you're always kind of thinking, right? What can I do that is okay? Right, not perfect. It's not what I would preferentially like this to be, but is like relatively close because, you know, the, especially when it comes to nutrition and exercise. The, the worst thing you can do is to not make any effort whatsoever is to just, you know, decide, right, I'm just going to sit on the couch or I'm just going to go back to eating takeaways or whatever it is. Like, even if there is a middle ground and if it's not perfect, it's still better than the, the absolute worst alternative, which could be, you know, you reverting back to your old habits and never making any progress in the first place. You know, so you, you always kind of have to have that um, proactive mindset and have that if then strategy, those contingency plans in the back of your mind because obstacles are going to happen like you know like i'd say brian you probably would have liked to spend probably would have liked to have spent christmas um in ireland but you know it's you had to stay in south africa and you know you, you had your plan b um for 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 different things that was going on like you, you sort of 
you were proactive with the situation. Now, obviously, South Africa is not the worst place in the world to be to be sitting, but you know there was probably things, and I know even from what we were talking, but there's different things that happened to you that was like, this is a real pain in the ass because I have to do X, Y, Z. But you know, you probably had ways of getting around that and and options, plan Bs, and and contingency plans really, um, to get over the the bit of adversity that will inevitably happen to you because that's just life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even just an example, like the, the whole thing being stuck here, you know, staying with family. So it's not a big deal. And, you know, it's, it's fairly benign, you know, as far as things go, like setbacks go. It's, it's, it's a big, there's a thick old silver lining on it um, more than there might be to other things. But like, isn't this an example, right? Um, I can't, I can't play basketball here, right? There's no opportunity for me to do that. So that's something to overcome because I don't want to go back in January uh, having not touched the basketball in two months and then expect to jump in and play games and, and be good at it. Um, so like I can, I'm going running to keep up my aerobic fitness, right? Um, because my, like the basketball is usually fills in that aerobic cardio for me, uh, but I can't do that. And I also got a basketball, you know, for a few quid and I do some skills training with that, right? Um, so that facilitates me touching a basketball. I don't have a net that I can shoot into, um, but I can shoot against the wall, you know, maintain that kind of, uh, technique and I can I work on my ball handling skills, um, you know, to, that's a kind of a weak point anyway. Um, I can work, do footwork exercises, all this stuff, right? So it's not, it's definitely not like the same as going to a court and practicing there, but it will do until, I can get back in and things are normal again, right? Um, I wanted to I wanted to add right to for people listening to this, right? We've covered we've done a couple of podcasts, which are probably going to be very helpful um, for maybe identifying processes or identifying barriers that you might have. Um, so we have a podcast called "What Are the Key Parts of Clients' Success and Results?" Okay, that, that podcast, which uh, came out at the start of September, will be very very useful to people. Um, and also we have one on um, you know, the 10 biggest challenges we see as nutritionists. All right. Um, and that, uh, when did that come out? That came out on, on Halloween, right? So the end of October, uh, you know, Dean, you can link to all these uh, in this episode's description, right? If people want more help. And, um, but I'd also encourage you to look through the uh, case studies that we have, because if you re- if you look at any of those case studies, podcast titles, and you say, yeah, that kind of sounds like me, or at least part of that sounds like me, then you should get a lot from that, okay? Uh, so that can be some help too. So while this podcast is going to be helpful, I would encourage you to go and look at our previous podcast because you're going to get a ton of useful information. And, you know, we, like, we, we do like to keep things practical so people can actually utilize the information um, rather than just like giving people kind of crap, vague sound bites, which is, as you know, one of the... Uh, one of my pet peeves when it comes to podcasts that uh, we might listen to ourselves, you know? So uh, definitely go through um, some of those previous episodes because you'll get a lot from them, especially if you're listening to this and you're kind of uncertain of, of some of these elements that we're talking about, you're probably going to uh, get a lot from them. So, um, you know, we've talked about the importance of identifying behaviors uh, that are going to help people succeed. So, how about we each give, I don't know, maybe one thing that we like or in terms of how to actually implement and execute on these habits. You kind of alluded to one there a second ago where you said, okay, I have a plan. I'll have a plant-based lunch, you know, four times this week. Um, you know, that falls under the, the category of an implementation intention. So we can, you know, talk about that if you want. Um, let's go for like one thing in terms of, implementation of habits because maybe you know maybe someone's gone through this process they've got to the point where they say okay look i've got got the desired outcome i know why i want to achieve this identified some of the processes um now we could obviously talk for years on on the application and execution and that's why i was drawing people's attention to those other podcasts because they'll get a lot from those in that regard um so that just so that this one doesn't end up as being a you know a three-hour uh discussion um, let's just go for like one thing um, each that, uh, you know, in terms of ha- habit implementation, you know, let's, let's say like something technical that people can use um, today if they listen to this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Cool. Yeah, we'll not we'll not talk about specifics because as Brian said, like if you're a muscle building client or if you're a muscle building, if you if you're someone that wants to build muscle, we have a client case study, someone who wants to build muscle. If you are an athlete that a uh, female athlete runner, we have that type of a case study there. Um, so there's a few different case studies there. And you know, we kind of go through more specifics with regards to specific goals. Like, you know, you can go through all the list of, of podcasts or YouTube videos or you know, all that kind of stuff to get specific information depending on your goal. And we will, of course, you know, we'll we'll go over different goals and, and different case studies in future podcasts, but I think it's probably best better to focus on a little bit slightly more abstract. Um, ideas that you can actually just say, right, no matter who I am, I can still like take this piece of information and plug it into my life, whatever kind of goal it may be. So um, I'll actually start with with something that I do with a lot of clients, um, especially clients that are not using a MyFitnessPal or some method of tracking their um, their food, and that is a habit tracker. So I use this with a lot of my clients um, because we identify these habits. And this just goes to show you how, why we, we put so much um, focus into these habits because they are so important. Um, we identify, say, like four, five, six habits that are going to have the biggest bang for your buck in, in, in terms of moving the needle towards your big outcome goal. Because remember, your big outcome goal is linked through a load of sub goals, which are called your process goals slash habits. So that's a very important distinction to make there as well. And these are the little things you're going to focus on on a day-to-day and a week-to-week basis. So identify five to six of those habits that's going to move the needle towards your big goal. Write them down on a sheet of paper or in a Google sheet if you can, and have one for each day of the week right? Um, unless it's like, say, for example, if you don't meal prep every day, you know, you might only meal prep two or three times per week. You know, you're obviously not going to be doing that every day, but you know, uh, as much as possible, try and write down four or five, six weekly or daily habits that, that, uh, that you'll be engaging in on a regular basis and try and mark each one of them off every single day. And what you're trying to do here is if you imagine like, say, even on a calendar style of doing things, if you put an X through each day that you you engage in the habit successfully, let's say it's plant-based lunch, drinking two liters of water, um, doing a little bit of journaling for your mental health, doing a bit of exercise, whatever it may be, you put an X through that. And at the very end of the week, you want to make sure that there's as many X's on that habit tracker as possible. So you really want to see the whole thing filled out. Now, again, Harkening back to what I was saying earlier about having a flexible mindset around this and not getting too bogged down and being perfect, if you miss a couple of these X's, especially at the start, it's not a big deal. But you're trying your 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 goal um, for the week is to try and build up the number of habits that you've engaged in every single week. And you're, what you're trying to do here is you're gamifying it. You're making it more interesting. You're sort of you're you're providing evidence to yourself as well at the end of every week that I'm actually doing this. This is like evidence that I'm actually engaging in the things that I said I'm going to do. And this is the stuff that's going to over weeks and months going to get you. To your, to your outcome goals. So again, super clear on process goals slash habits, same thing basically. Um, five or six that's you know going to actually have an impact on your on your outcome goal. You're you're moving the needle essentially. Identify these, write them out in a weekly format, and then try and make sure that you you put an X through each one every time you engage on it and you're building up those X's or check marks, whatever it may be, until you know you have it to a to a you have it to a place where you know most weeks you're getting 80 90 percent there or 100 percent there um and i think that's really really impactful especially if you're somebody that feels a little bit overwhelmed with the whole concept of making lifestyle change or changing your habits because it's like right okay here's this sort of external thing that's not in my mind that i'm tracking with a pen and paper or google sheets or if you're one of my clients you're obviously you know the whole crack with with um with my habit tracker (laughs) You're, you're seeing actual evidence and real world, actual tangible material to say, these are the habits that I'm doing. I'm actually engaging in them every day. And then at the end of the week, you're like, fucking great. I'm the fucking king or queen. And it's like, look at, I'm actually doing this. And you just keep building the momentum. And another thing just before uh, I let you speak on this, Brian, is don't be afraid to make the habits progressively more challenging whenever you feel like they, they need to change. You know, so for example, like a lot of my clients, They'll start off, we'll, we'll be tracking water 
two, three liters of water um, per day consumed, um, just water. And, you know, after like maybe four or five weeks, they'll have that habit pretty locked in. Like, you know, it's, it's not a major thing to keep tracking it every single day. So, right, let's swap that one out and maybe think about something a little bit more challenging that's going to, you know, again, link into your, to your outcome goals. So again, don't be afraid to, to, to be flexible and change these around as well. Yeah. Yeah. Deadly. Uh, I would add to that. Um, also, don't be afraid to be, you know, flexible in the other direction. So if you are looking at your habit tracker and there's not a lot of X's on there, that points to one of maybe one of the, the key issues people have with goal setting is that they may set too lofty a goal in terms of the process, you know, so you want to start smaller, err on the side of starting smaller, building up gradually, as Dean said, you know, once you've achieved a target, you can then move the, the goalposts, so to speak. Um, but it's, it's more difficult if you set yourself some goals and you're just constantly not meeting the mark on the processes, right? Um, so, you know, if, if, you're, if your goal is training, you know, say, you know, if you're training, if you say we're training zero times a week at the moment, then it's probably not realistic for you to go and train like, you know, five or six times a week starting from now, but you could start with three times a week. Right. And maybe that's doable. And maybe that fills up the X's for you. And then you progress it to maybe four times and then maybe progress it to five times. Um, but yeah, I would encourage people to start smaller, you know, build that confidence, build that, you know, sense of, yeah, self-efficacy. I'm actually doing this as I've set out to do so rather than finding that you're falling short of the mark all the time because you've set the bar so high relative to where you're actually at right now in terms of your engagement. So as Dean said, make sure to, when things get kind of comfortable and easy, move the goalpost, set yourself a bit more of a challenge. Um, But if you've set yourself some targets and you find that you're just falling short, like, you know, a lot of the time, um, then consider moving the goalposts in such a way that you're actually hitting the mark um, and then take it from there. And then another point just to add to that, you know, if someone wants, obviously if someone's not working with us, they don't have your habit tracker, Dean, they don't have my habit tracker. Um, a really good app is called Habit Bull. It's B-U-L-L. Um, really simple habit tracker. It works like, like as you described, Dean, just like kind of uh, t- ticking the boxes where you've done the habits um you can set up the frequency that you want to achieve and it gives you some nice feedback you know the percentage of the goal that you've achieved this week or whatever um and it's a really simple way to keep track of this stuff you know so real real simple but real really useful um to go ahead uh with that so um and that, that, like I said, that covers one of the, the biggest things with, um, you know, what do you do when things get difficult? Okay, maybe you move the goalposts appropriately um, to suit what you're doing. And then, you know, keeping track of progress, as you just described there, Dean, is, is critical in some sense. Because if you don't have that objective data, you know, you, you just, you won't really see how you're progressing because, if, you, if you're filling out the habit tracker or using habit pool, you'll see the X's and you'll see the percentages and you'll see, okay, yeah, how, how well am I actually doing here rather than letting it be completely um, subjective uh, rather than objective. So uh, for me, for my um, suggestion, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk, I'll flesh out implementation intentions for people, right? Um, and what this looks like is, let's, let's use your uh, water example, Dean, right? So if, if you've set some of the target or someone set their own target, drink two, three liters of water per day, you know, it makes it a lot more likely that you'll do this if, I mean, there's lots of reasons and like, we're not going to stay on, on this call uh, or on this podcast for, you know, hours going through every aspect of this. So as I said, just do one each and then move on. But it's going to be a lot more likely to happen if you're very clear on setting intentions for this. So, you know, saying, okay, I'm going to drink two or three liters of water tomorrow or every day that, you know, that's, that's, that's something, you know, that's better than, than having no intention. But if you, for example, say, I'm going to drink two or three liters of water per day, and that's going to look like me having a liter in as soon as I get up in the morning. Right. Um, and then maybe a liter pre-training and then, you know, maybe half a liter with meals, then you're a lot more clear 
on what you're doing, where you're doing it and how you're doing it. Right. And then that will add up to the actual target that we're talking about. Um, so that's a really, really good way to, uh, make it more likely that you're actually going to engage in those habits. If you have, it's like making an appointment with yourself almost. Um, so you're making an appointment with yourself to go and have that, uh, liter of water first thing in the morning, for example. Um, and you know, you don't really miss appointments that you make with other people. So make them with yourself. You're more likely to keep them as well. So you can apply that to, you know, nearly every goal, you know, it's, it's like the, if you have a training goal, it's like, I want to train three times a week. Okay. That's, that's okay. But we can make that better by saying, okay, I'm going to train, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, after work at, you know, five 30 in whatever location, right. That, that makes it a lot clearer. You can go ahead and put that in your calendar. You know, if you want to attend classes, that makes it even easier again, because you're literally making an appointment in that case. Um, so there are just some examples of how to use implementation intentions, but it's basically, you know, what I'm going to do, um, where am I going to do it? When am I going to do it? Okay. And it just makes it a lot more likely that you'll uh, be sorted for those, that habit engagement and execution. Um, now there are lots of more we could add to that. Uh, but like I said, we're not going to, not going to go on all day about this. Um, see what we move on to next. Um, I mean, yeah, we, we've covered there kind of tracking progress and the importance of that um, and tracking progress with the, with the processes, right? As we've, as we've outlined, hopefully that's pretty clear now that that's what's important. Yeah, you want to, you want to assess how the actual outcome is changing. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it is all about the processes and habits at the end of the day. So, and look, if, if the outcome is not changing uh, in, in the desired capacity, then you just, you make some adjustments, right? Um, and then you, and then you continue on from there. So you can use outcome-based decision-making, um, to say, okay, this is the current plan that I've been working with. I've been doing it for, you know, two, four weeks. Uh, my adherence has been pretty good. Am I getting the desired outcome? If so, then, you know, continue. If not, then you potentially look at adjusting something and, you know, the, I, I can't speak to what to adjust because that's very dependent on what the actual goals are. Right. Um, but hopefully people will have a, a good idea of maybe how to go about this at this point uh, based mm. on this conversation that we're having here. Um, good way to remember this as well. Um, think of the three A's. So act, assess, adjust, right? So mm. you take the action, you assess, right? Is this action, i.e. process goals, habits, having the result on my outcome, if it's weight loss, if it's you know performance, whatever it may be, if it is, great. If it's not, you need to adjust something. So the three is act, assess, adjust. And that's kind of what you do constantly. You're reviewing things constantly. You're not just sort of letting things slide and, and uh, you know, all right, I, I'm, I think I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. It's like, no, you need to be super, super clear, especially if this is, again, back to the why we were talking about earlier. If this is important to you, you need to be very, very clear on right, am I actually making progress towards this? Am I actually seeing what I am going to do? Um, or actually, am I saying, or am I doing, sorry, what I said I would do um, with regards to setting these habit goals? You know, because at the end of the day, like it is up to you when it comes to taking control of your health, changing your body composition, taking control of your finances, being a better husband or wife or friend, or, you know, all these different things like, no one's going to do this for you. And I know this is kind of like sort of some sort of bullshit that you might see in one of those motivational reels or posts, but it is true. Like, you know, there is obviously a grain of, uh, or a, or a part, a part of truth to a lot of this, these motivational kind of quotes and stuff like that. It is going to be up to you at the end of the day, um, to get this stuff done. Um, and I think, being very cognizant of, right, okay, am I actually seeing progress and do I need to make adjustments here, there, and everywhere when, it, where it, um, when, when, when you feel like you need to do this um, is very, very important because, you know, it's, it's your life. You're the one that's trying to make change here. Um, and, you know, all this stuff is going to be very, very helpful for you, but at the end of the day, you need to take responsibility for it um, and really make the, take the action that's required because, just and just when I think of it here, um, we are very guilty. Um, I'm very guilty of this. I'm sure Brian, you're very guilty of this. We are very guilty of creating plans and not doing anything with them. You know, um, 
because it's it's lovely to create this beautiful color coded um, sheet that says, look at all this stuff that I'm going to achieve this year. But actually going and doing it is a different story. Um, so don't allow too much planning and too much preparation to stop you from actually taking action on the, the habits that's going to actually make a change. So just, I think that's an important point to make just when I think of it there. So. Yeah, no, no, that's super important. Um, you know, you can get, get started as soon as possible. And then, as you said, use those three A's, um, you know, once you have some sort of a plan in place, but um, yeah, you don't want to be guilty of spending all your time planning and, and taking no action because, you know, it's the first of the three A's. And if you don't have that, you don't get anywhere. Um, it does all come back to action. So uh, yeah, definitely take that on board. Um, I think to finish up, uh, do you want to talk about timelines quickly? Um, I sort of, I have mixed feelings about timelines, um, but do you want to give us, give us your input on, on timelines as it pertains to goal setting and uh, say deadlines and things like that? Yeah, so I suppose like, you know, setting setting some level of I want to have achieved X by Y date um, can be very, very useful. You know, like I find some of the most motivated clients that I've had in the past, especially when it comes to fat loss, has been women that's about to get married, you know, because they know it's yeah. like, that is my wedding date and people are going to see me walking up and down, up the aisle, up and down the aisle. Um and I want to look my best for that day, right? And that's super, super motivating. So I think deadlines like that um, can be very, very useful. You know, if you're going on holidays and you want to look nice on the beach or whatever it may be, like those are all um, very, very useful. Um, but I think, again, don't get so bogged down in a deadline that it sort of paralyzes you into inaction right? Because I know we talked about inaction. And I think sometimes, um, or not even necessarily paralyzes you. I think that that can be something that happens. But what can happen sometimes as well with people is Parkinson's law. And that is, if you, if you set a deadline that's very far away, or maybe you don't set a deadline at all, what happens is the work expands to fill the time allotted. And what that means is basically, you feel like you've all this time, or you feel like you've... Um, feel like you've all this time or you feel like you haven't you know you've as, as much time as you want basically to do this what happens is you sort of just give a sort of a 50 percent effort or a 40 percent effort and you sort of kind of do the stuff um because there's never anything that's super concrete that says right i want to have this done by this date um so i think that's where like some level of deadline can be very very helpful and um, but again as i was saying you don't want to let it paralyze you either um whereby like say somebody might think, right, in 90 days, I need to have lost 40 pounds, you know, because I'm going on holidays. And at the minute, I am just, you know, I want to, I want to be absolutely ripped to bits. And it's like, right, mate, you're a 30% body fat. Um, and you want to be like 10% body fat on your holidays in 90 days. You have to bring a little bit of realism into this as well, you know. Um, so be realistic with your when when you are setting deadlines. Like I do think they're very valuable, because um, again, you don't want to be a victim of Parkinson's law. But at the same time, you need to be realistic. You know, it's and this is kind of what comes back to setting realistic expectations, which is what we we we, we briefly touched upon this at the very start of the podcast. Like, you know, if you think you're going to achieve a mad goal in a very short period of time. Um, and especially like if you have a lot of life stress, um, because like I think another thing that's very, very key with this is when you're setting goals, as we've said earlier, you don't want them to be too hard or too easy, right? Because if they're too hard, you're not going to be able to sustain it. And if they're too easy, you're not going to be getting the results that you want. And then you're going to get pissed off and you're going to be just say, fuck this. I'm not doing it anymore. So I think this is a good thing for you guys to remember, right? the level of challenge will be dictated by your total stress and your stress tolerance, right? So depending on how much life stress you have and what, depending on your personality as well, because if you're somebody that has a high stress tolerance and you know, you're, you're fit to handle a lot of stress, then maybe the level of challenge that you can tolerate is, is a lot higher, but be very, very clear on where that is because, you know, if you say set a, a mad deadline and this massive challenge to lose all this fat 
and you have a load of stress in your life and maybe you're a neurotic sort of a personality that you get anxious about things, this is just going to start create, to create more problems than solve problems, which is at the end of the day, what you try to set out to do is to solve problems, right? So this, these are some of the considerations that you need to be making. Um, you know, as I said, just get, going back on, on what you asked there about deadlines, deadlines can be very, very useful. Um, they can be motivating, especially with regards to holidays and weddings and different things like this coming up. But you need to um, be clear on, right, is this actually realistic? And sort of t- hit, hit that middle ground where it's not too easy, but not too hard as well. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of some of the main things that I think of when, whenever we're talking about deadlines. But you mentioned that you're kind of a bit iffy on the concept. So be interested to hear what you have to say about this. Uh, yeah, it actually, it actually aligns with what you said, to be honest, um, where there's a balance to be struck. You know, because I think, I think, yeah, I think you, you need to have something in place. You're not just a victim to Parkinson's law. But again, it does depend on what the goal is. Um, you know, so, you know, it, some goals just take quite a long time. So you're going to have to, you have to commit some time to it. Um, the kind of realistic expectations around what you can achieve in a certain time frame is really important. And that. A podcast I mentioned earlier that we did the 10 biggest challenges we see as nutritionists. Uh, unrealistic expectations is number eight in that podcast, right? So I'd, I'd recommend people go and listen to that, as I said already. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think having a, having a deadline is good and it helps keep people focused depending on what the goal is. But if people are doing well and they're doing the things they need to do, um, and they're making progress and it's tangible progress. I don't think that they need to worry if like the, the, the deadline comes up and they're not exactly where they want to be because they'll still have achieved a lot. So I suppose that's just what I want to add in there. And, I, and like, look, it depends on the deadline as well. Like if it's a wedding, then, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a harder deadline, so to speak. Um, and yeah, and same, like I've seen, I've seen women achieve a lot in, uh, a, a certain time frame like to for the, for the sake of uh, you know the the day that they are going to be a bride um but yeah i suppose not to not to, well basically all the stuff you said already you know, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say just um you know part again what you've said but yeah just to, to to keep those points in mind um it is important so deadline is definitely helpful uh we have to make sure they're realistic and if you're making good progress and you don't achieve the goal by the deadline like how much does it matter so it matters more in some cases than in others right um but if you're on the path then the chances are you'll keep you'll keep making progress and then you just uh, like you said adjust you know assess things and adjust things and keep going um and you will get there and all the things you mentioned are, are super important you know how much life stress what's your tolerance to uh, more challenging goals it's all super important so yeah, I think uh, I don't have really anything else to add to that. You, you pretty much covered it. Um, it's good. I like when we sync up on things, <laughs> considering uh, the job that we're doing here. So um, I think we can leave it there. If you, unless you have anything else you want to add, I shall lead us out. Uh, no, I think I think that's basically it. Um, like, if any of the concepts in this have been useful to you guys, or you're thinking to yourself, right, okay. I understand what he's talking about, but I'm just, I'm not a hundred percent on um, how I might be able to apply that to my own life. Don't be afraid to shoot us a message, right? You, the I'll have all our links and stuff in the show notes for anybody that's not following us on, on Instagram and stuff like that. But as I always say, like any, if you don't understand a concept or how it applies to your own life, don't be afraid to, to shoot us a message. We are very, very happy to, to give you advice um, through DMs and through messages and all that kind of stuff. Um, because at the end of the day, that's what, that's what we're here for. That's why we do these podcasts to help people. Um, and especially like in 2022, um, looking forward to being able to do more of these podcasts to help as many people, as much people as possible. Um, but yeah, well, that's all I have to say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, like, I, like I've said a few times now, go back and listen to those other podcasts as well. Have a look through the podcasts that we've covered, the case studies, um, fame resonate with you, go and go and listen to those because you'll get a lot of, uh, you know, practical and relevant information from those in terms of how you can achieve these goals. And obviously if you need more help, you can chat 
myself or Dean or the other coaches in triage, um, you know, go send us an email, send us a message on Instagram or whatever else. Uh, like Dean said, feel free to do that. And if you would like to really get stuck in um, and get some professional guidance on working towards your goals, you know, whether they're body composition related, whether they're training or sports performance related, whether you have a health condition you're trying to manage or improve, like, you know, IBS symptoms or PCOS or whatever else, if you have a poor relationship with food and you need help with that and you'd like that to not be, you know, a limiting factor or something that hangs over you in your day-to-day life, then, you know, that's what we're here for um, in a professional capacity. Myself and Dean are accepting clients. Um, the rest of the triage coaches are accepting clients. If you want, uh, you know, training guidance as well, um, then that's what we're here for. So if any of that is something that you need some help with, uh, please feel free to reach out. Uh, go to uh, triagemethod.com. Um, you can find the nutrition coaching section there or the full coaching section there. You can apply to have a chat. Uh, with myself um, if you want to work on the nutrition and lifestyle side of things we'll have a chat about it see what we can do for you um, and potentially you know you sign up for coaching and uh, you know you get some fantastic results that are going to last forever as well um, you know by the time you're done so other than that thank you guys for listening i hope there is something useful in this podcast for you and uh, we shall leave it there yeah guys we'll catch you in 2022 Peace.